see my Savior's hands. The title says it all. Pastor Will Whedon, author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for March, See My Savior's Hands. In pictures and words, we follow Jesus' story by watching his hands, from childhood to his baptism, from his healings and miracles all the way to the cross, from his resurrection to his ascension. We'll see that his hands are always active at work to bring us blessing. Learn more and purchase See My Savior's Hands, a book for children ages 4 through 7 at issuesetc.org. Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, Well, there's no doubt that it is the most important story in all of the Bible. Not all stories are created equal. Some of them are helpful. Some of them are directly or indirectly related to this story. But this story is Essential. It is the story of Jesus' death. If Jesus doesn't die, then we are still in our sins. If he doesn't die, then we have no prospect of eternal life or resurrection. If he doesn't die, then we are all doomed. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We're going to be teaching a Sunday school lesson on the crucifixion of Jesus in Matthew chapter 27. Pastor Tom Baker joins us. He's a host of a radio program called Law and Gospel, and for almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome back. Thank you very much. There's an awful lot of detail here in Matthew's account of Jesus' crucifixion. What is the one essential thing that the children need to be taught from this lesson? I think I would like to quote Jesus. What is the one item he said to the disciples After his crucifixion and resurrection, he suddenly appeared in the upper room and said, Peace be to you. And the other item you really need to look at, and we're going to be looking at this in a few weeks, is his conversation with the disciples on the Emmaus Road. And in verse 26 of Luke 24, was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory. And the glory he's talking about, of course, is his own glory as well as the glory of the Father. So what we really need to get across to the Sunday school students out of the Matthew passage is much the same thing that the enduring faith Sunday school material from CPH puts across is that we're sinners. We deserve eternal death, and we would not be saved unless Jesus paid the price for the sin of the world, both by his becoming incarnate, that means becoming a human being, because only a human being can die for a human being, and by his suffering and death on the cross. And the way they do that, one of the examples, you need to be careful with this, is you hand out sheets of paper to the children and ask them to write down a sin that they might be aware of. Doesn't necessarily need to be their own sin or a sin. And then you put all those pieces of paper in a bowl. And later on during the class, you light them with a match, and they burn up 
and turned to ashes. And it's a way in which the Sunday school children become aware that their sins have been burned up on the cross, that Jesus himself died for them. And that would be an important point to make because the reading for this coming Sunday is two lengthy chapters from Matthew 26 and 27. But if you take a look at the insert that is set up for what we call Sunday of the Passion, you find out that it begins with Matthew 27, verse 38, and goes to Matthew 27, verse 66. And there's no way that a Sunday school teacher can get through all of this in one session. And so your question is most important. What is the important teaching these children need to hear? And that is that because of Jesus Christ, their sins have been burnt into ashes, taken away, and heaven now is their home. How does Matthew tell the story? Well, he is pretty good at giving the specifics about it. Chapter 26 is filled with items, but we don't really start till verse 38, where it talks about robbers being crucified with him and people wagging their heads and humiliating Jesus if you're the Son of God, come down from the cross, including not only the people who are watching the crucifixion, but it says the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. He saved others. He cannot save himself. And it says the robbers in Matthew both reviled him. Now we know from another gospel, one of the robbers came to faith who Jesus was. Now, a lot of people wonder about why do we have a worship service a lot of times on Good Friday between noon and three? That comes about from verse 45 of Matthew 27. Now, from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. That's a three-hour and six-hour we're talking about the time used by Matthew, which is Jewish time. That would be from noon till three. Now, my home congregation, St. Paul de Pere, a couple of uh, years ago, they had a six-hour service starting at nine in the morning till three in the afternoon. We also find certain words of Jesus in Matthew that are not found in the other Gospels. There's no Gospel that has all seven words. And the most important one came about at the ninth hour when Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is translated as, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, Eli, Eli sounds a little bit like Elijah's name, and that's what some of the people thought he was calling on, because in the Old Testament, 
there's a promise that Elijah will come uh, before the Messiah. Jesus, though, and the teachers can tell the students, had said that that was John the baptizer. But the verb or the noun, Eli, Eli, that's in the Aramaic, is really how one says, my God, my God. And then Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Now we find a couple of things that are specific to Matthew. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now what's important about that is that it says that there will be a division with uh, the planets, the angels, etc. And that curtain had illustrations of that nature. And therefore, that occurred. The tearing of the curtain. What curtain was this? This was not the curtain or the entranceway into the temple proper, but into the holy of holies. Now, what does that mean? For a long time, I used to think that that meant that now, as a believer, I can enter into the Holy of Holies. The curtain is torn down. But upon further reflection and instruction by good seminary professors, I came to the conclusion that meant that when the curtain tore, Jesus, God, left the temple and went elsewhere. And where did he go? Well, in baptism, he goes into our hearts, and we get a clean heart and a right spirit. Now, it also says that there were those who had fallen asleep, that means they had died, and were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. How that happened what it looked like, there's no more information. We believe it because the Bible says it. But it was obvious that others were quite aware of what was going on at that crucifixion. And in fact, when the centurion and those who were with him, who were keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake, what took place, they were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the Son of God. Now, to use that phraseology was putting their own life in danger because the emperor of Rome, he wanted that title to be ascribed to him, to ascribe it to an individual who was being crucified and dying. This would have been a kind of blasphemy in the sense of the Romans thinking that is terrible. And those people, those soldiers who saw that and said that could have been not only punished, but even put to death. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. We're talking about the crucifixion. We're teaching a Sunday school lesson. Tom is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel.
see my Savior's hands. The title says it all. Pastor Will Whedon, author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for March, See My Savior's Hands. In pictures and words, we follow Jesus' story by watching his hands, from childhood to his baptism, from his healings and miracles all the way to the cross, from his resurrection to his ascension. We'll see that his hands are always active at work to bring us blessing. Learn more and purchase See My Savior's Hands, a book for children ages 4 through 7 at issuesetc.org. Many Lutheran pastors outside of the U.S. receive little or no seminary education. Luther Academy provides theological triage through conferences, books, and journals. Help support Luther Academy by making a tax-deductible donation at lutheracademy.com or call 260-452-2211. Serving Lutheran pastors to the ends of the earth. Luther Academy, 260-452-2211 or lutheracademy.com. After Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit drove him into the wilderness, and there he fasted for 40 days, and Satan came and tempted him. And whereas we have fallen to temptation time and again, Jesus did not. Read the March issue of the Lutheran Witness to learn all about fasting and temptation. Read about how God called his people to return to him with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and learn about how Jesus gives us his perfect obedience in place of our sin. Visit cph.org slash witness to subscribe today. The Lutheran Witness, interpreting the contemporary world from a Lutheran perspective. cph.org slash witness. This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we're journeying on in Hebrews. Able to save to the uttermost, we have such a high priest. The new covenant, the replica of the reality and its meaning, and redemption and the blood. Join me. Pastor Will Whedon for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand at thewordendures.org and on the Lutheran Public Radio app. Sanctifying your vocations with the Word of God. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Advent Lutheran, Zionsville, Indiana, Christ Our Savior Lutheran, Elizabeth, Colorado, Good Shepherd Lutheran, Lincoln, Nebraska, Hope Lutheran, Sonora, Texas, Memorial Lutheran, Houston, Texas, Redeemer Lutheran, Jackson, Wyoming, St. John Lutheran, Mayville, Wisconsin, Our Savior Lutheran, Houston, Texas, St. Paul Lutheran, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Trinity Lutheran, Millstadt, Illinois. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click support, donate, and print the one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the radio, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for March is for children ages 4 through 7. See My Savior's Hands is written by Issues Etc. regular guest, Pastor Will Whedon, and it would make a great Easter gift for your young child, godchild, or grandchild. Concordia Publishing House will mail this book for $5, and it will be delivered in 5 to 7 days. Find out more at our website, issuesetc.org, or call Concordia Publishing House and order See My Savior's Hands, 1-800-325-3040, 1-800-325-3040. We're teaching a Sunday school lesson on the crucifixion of Jesus in Matthew's Gospel. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. 
Tom, you wanted to talk about the women there at the crucifixion. Yes. One needs to take a look at uh, each of the Gospels to learn a lot about them. Obviously, his mother Mary was there, including Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee, and of course also was John. Now, John isn't mentioned in this particular chapter of Matthew, but we know he was there because Jesus assigned Mary to be with John from there on. And that shows again the humiliation of Jesus because it says that Jesus had brothers and sisters, whether they were from a previous marriage of Joseph or they were Mary's children or cousins, they were not there in order to take over and helping out Mary. So it shows again that Jesus was following the commandments this one particularly, honor your father and your mother. When it was evening, verse 57 of chapter 27 of Matthew, a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. We also know that he was part of the Sanhedrin, which was the supreme court of Judaism at that time. And he went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus, Pilate gave it to him, took the body and wrapped it in clean linen shroud, laid it in his own tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone at the entrance of the tomb and went away. And that was seen by Mary Magdalene and the other Mary who was there sitting opposite the tomb. So we've got this situation that Nicodemus also, from another text, helped out Joseph of Arimathea. Nicodemus, of course, was the one, how can I be saved? You have to be reborn. And reborn means to have faith in the promises of Jesus that his death on the cross would be for your salvation. Now, the day after the preparation, there were chief priests and Pharisees that gathered before Pilate and said, you know, we remember how that imposter said, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest the disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers, go make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Now, we know that what happened from there on is on the day of resurrection, the tomb was opened, not to let Jesus out, because he had already risen from the dead. And that was a problem for the women coming to anoint him with perfume after his death because they were wondering how are we going to roll the stone away. So when they got there, it was amazing to see it. So this is a lengthy section for the Sunday school teachers. And what we want to do is make sure that they hit the point all the time. And an exercise like writing down sins and then having them burned in a bowl helps the students to realize it's not that they're 
sins are forgotten by God, but they're forgotten by him in the sense that he's no longer going to have to get even with these people. He is not a God of justice, where you get what you deserve. He's a God of mercy, where you do not get what you deserve. And he's a God of grace, in that you will be getting what you don't deserve. So the biggest and most wonderful gifts due to the crucifixion of Jesus is what he himself says from the cross, though it's not mentioned in Matthew. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. That word of forgiveness goes across the entire world. This is hard for a lot of people to understand because forgiveness is available to everyone. It's not just for believers. It's also for unbelievers. Every time we take an infant to baptism, we are actually putting that infant on the cross through baptism, according to Romans 6. We're crucified with him. We're buried with him. We're risen from the dead with him. And also, we ascend into heaven with him. How is that all possible? Because as Christians, we are part of the body of Christ. Christ is the head. And wherever the head is, so also are the rest of the body parts. So you may only be a finger or a hand or a tongue or whatever. The fact of the matter is you are with Christ and therefore receive all the benefits of his death. The most important thing is to help the children to understand they're not going to heaven the way they think they get a gift from Santa Claus. If you're good and you're nice, Santa Claus will give you a gift. If you're not, watch out for him. That's not Jesus. Even when we misbehave or we disobey God's will, God still loves us. In fact, the Bible is clear. Jesus was not crucified when all the believers trusted him, followed him, and worshiped him. No, like that centurion who probably came to faith, like that robber who railed against him but did come to faith, that faith often came after the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension. So the two gifts that I would really like to emphasize the one is the forgiveness of sins given to anyone who has done a sin of commission, committed something wrong by thought, word, and deed. The other gift is for the sins of omission, that is, good works that we try to do, but we're unable to do perfectly. And that's where we get Christ's robe of righteousness. So both of those wonderful gifts come about. The one from the words of Jesus, Father, forgive them. And the other, remember, there was a thief on the cross. Today, not some future day, but today, 
you will be with me in paradise. And that's a promise to every believer in Jesus Christ. So being a believer doesn't mean that we obey God perfectly. No, because we are sinners. Being a believer means that when we don't obey God, we repent of that sin. That means we have contrition and sorrow over what we have done to Jesus. And then we make it very clear that we trust his promises of the forgiveness of sins and the robe of righteousness. If that can be put into the minds of the Sunday school children, then the Sunday school teacher has accomplished the task for which the CPH material is written. Finally then, Tom, with about a minute, the central moment toward which all of Scripture up to this point has been driving is in fact the crucifixion of Jesus, the central story in all of Scripture. Yes. Apart from the crucifixion, then you be paying for your own sin. And that's why the incarnation is so important. In fact, my church sign I had for 28 years at Christmas, I would often put on, he was born in order to die. Because had he not been a human being, he could not have died for us. But by becoming a human being, he took upon himself our sin. God the Father declared him to be sin, which he received at the baptism of John the baptizer, and which he paid for totally on the accursed cross, which we're going to be talking about in Sunday school this coming Sunday. Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met with his Sunday school teachers to prepare them for the classroom. Tom, thank you. Thank you. On the other side of the break, we're going to be talking about Joseph the Patriarch. He's remembered by the church on the 31st of March. Dr. Kevin Golden will join us to remember him. He gets the better part of the last half of Genesis all to himself. How does his story prefigure and lay the groundwork for Jesus Christ? The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for March is for children ages 4 through 7. See My Savior's Hands is written by Issues Etc. regular guest, Pastor Will Whedon. Learn more about See My Savior's Hands at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. See how Jesus' hands tell the story of his life, death, resurrection, and love for us in See My Savior's Hands, a great Easter gift for young children, grandchildren, and godchildren. See My Savior's Hands. Lutheran Federal Credit Union serves the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod community with car and personal loans, mortgages, credit cards, checking and savings accounts. Lutheran FCU supports LCMS organizations with its Spotlight Ministry program, and Lutheran Federal Credit Union allows you to make purchases with Apple Pay, Google Pay, and Samsung Pay using your digital wallet. Learn more at lutheranfcu.org. 
Good for you. Good for the church. Lutheran Federal Credit Union. LutheranFCU.org. Real Reformation Radio. You're listening to Issues Etc. In 1939, the British Army received an Enigma machine that helped them crack the secret Nazi codes in World War II. In the March issue of The Lutheran Witness, the Reverend Sam Schultheitz writes about the Screwtape Letters, a book written by C.S. Lewis, a type of Enigma machine for deciphering the temptations of Satan. Read the March issue of The Lutheran Witness to learn more about the Screwtape Letters and how Satan tempts us today. Visit cph.org witness to subscribe. The Lutheran Witness, interpreting the contemporary world from a Lutheran perspective. cph.org witness. Overnight, the world has become a strange place. The abnormal has become the new normal. Listen to chapel services live weekday mornings from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Every faithful little church is an ark of salvation. With Christ on board, we will get safely to the other side. Be of good courage. Morning Chapel from Kramer Chapel. Live weekday mornings at 9 Central, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain, and 7 Pacific at issuesetc.org. 